0: this is about the youth mission trip but anyone of any age can attend or at least get get more information so we encourage you to do that there's also donuts so you know we'll sugar you up there um jamie's also preaching next sunday thank you i will be here i'm going out of town but i will be back and so we're gonna swap roles for the day it'll be fun um I need a few people if you haven't already, there's a sign up sheet in the back in the Narthex for upcoming like special dinners and events. Um, so you can, uh, it's in the welcome station, I'll bring it to your attention, but I think uh, you signed up for the e- to organize the Easter breakfast, but I need someone to help organize the Monday Thursday like dinner. So it doesn't mean you bring everything, it just means you help work with me to coordinate the other logistics, so. Um, and there's other opportunities. I think that's about it. That's enough. So, it is a wandering service. woo So we invite kids of all ages to come up with Miss Jamie and Miss Martha. We're going to do our gathering song. We've got new instruments. Kids of all ages are welcome to get some instruments if you want. This morning, we're going to, yeah, get it, get it. This morning, we're going to do rise and shine. So it's printed in your, your bulletin. Oh, gosh. I don't
1: even know the right way
2: to hold it. The other way, though. There you go. Oh, that's a good one.
0: what was really
1: good morning please rise and stand with me as you are able and join me in the call to worship By God's grace, we are who we are.
2: People who are called, but afraid to follow.
1: By God's grace, we are who we are.
2: People who are called, and gifted with courage.
1: By God's grace, we are who we are.
2: People who are called, and given good news to share.
1: Please join me in the opening hymn uh, number four. We're going to sing verses one and four. Please join me in the prayers of confession. God, most of us would not consider ourselves to be holy. We think of others as inconveniences or intrusions, not as sisters or brothers. We look at others with pride or spite, not through the eyes of compassion. We are so busy listening to ourselves. We cannot, we cannot hear the anguish and the loneliness and of our neighbors. Forgive us, God, from our hearts. We have set us apart so we might be partner with hurting people. people. We belong, we belong, belong to your, your kingdom so, so we might be others to live with, with us. We would, would risk following Jesus, Jesus Christ, our Lord and, Lord and Savior, and Savior who first risked following us. The Holy One holy, became holy human, so we might know love. The One enthroned on high endured the cross, so we might have life. Believe this good news: we are forgiven.
2: By God's grace, we are, who we are forgiven and restored. People, thanks be to God.
1: At peace with God, let us now offer the peace of Christ to one another. Please be seated. Our first reading this morning comes from Psalm 138, which can be found on page 577 of your pew Bible. I give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods, I sing your praise. I bow down towards your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love, for your faithfulness, for you have exalted your name and your word above everything. On the day I called, you answered me. You increased my strength of soul. All the kings of the earth shall praise you, O Lord, for they have heard the words of your mouth. They shall sing of the ways of the Lord, for the great is the glory of the Lord. For though the Lord is high, he regards the lowly, but the haughty he perceives from far away. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve me against the wrath of my enemies. You stretch out your hand, and your right hand delivers me. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. The word of God for the people of God.
0: we have another member of the choir we're open to more members of the choir thank you Pam thank you choir thank you Martha someone's been messing with my stand our second scripture reading comes from the gospel of Luke chapter 5 Verses 1 through 11, I invite you to actively listen or to read along in your pew Bible. Once, while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gennesaret, and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put it out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long and have caught nothing. Yet if you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners. With Simon then Jesus said to Simon do not be afraid from now on you will be catching people when they had brought their boats to shore they left everything and followed him the word of the Lord the mic good or do I need to change the batteries? Okay. Aliens. Sunspots. <laughs> Whatever. <clears throat> we are probably familiar with this story. This story happens to be in all three synoptic gospels. But this Luke version is drastically different. In Matthew and Mark's story, Jesus sees men fishing and says, Follow me, I will make you fishers of men. But in Luke, there is great detail. So much detail that the story in Luke is almost absurd it's ridiculous if you really begin to think about it Simon Peter is a fisherman he is a businessman actually in the business of fishing which is incredibly hard work and after an entire night of hard work they have caught nothing And while cleaning their nets, Jesus asked if he could borrow their boat to use as a pulpit of sorts to keep the crowd at a distance. I get the impression Jesus just wanted his own personal space. And after his sermon, Jesus says, Hey guys, thanks for letting me use your boat. Let's go out into deeper waters and catch some fish. It will be my way of saying thank you. And I can't imagine what Simon is actually thinking. Man, we just cleaned the nets. I don't want to get them dirty again. Jesus, we've been fishing all night and we are tired and hungry and we really just want to go home. Hey, Jesus, (laughs) this is totally the wrong time of day to be fishing. And by the way, Jesus, you're not a fisherman. I am. Now, I don't know if Simon was really thinking all that. Because what he says is, Sure, if you say so, we'll go. And Jesus shows the guys up by catching fish. In the middle of the day, when one normally doesn't catch fish, after a fishless night, Simon Peter is stunned because Jesus has caught so many fish in the middle of the afternoon, and Jesus doesn't know anything about fishing. Now, some people are just naturally inclined for certain activities and certain skills. They just have gifts. And perhaps Jesus was just naturally great at fishing. You, most of you, probably remember my dog Stone, who loved to fetch. He had a natural inclination for ball catching, okay? One that I have seen few other dogs have, and I personally will never have. Or perhaps we all know, are familiar with Randall Johnson the amazing Greenspring musician who has gifted us many a times, who can seriously play just about any instrument. We have heard him on piano. We have heard him on the organ. What you may not know is throughout the week he comes by and he's always carrying different instruments in his hand. Like one time I see him, he's like carrying a cello, and the next time he's carrying a flute. And one time he came in my office and is like, hey, Pastor Holly, can I play your violin? I'm like, do you know how? He's like, no. And then I hear him in the other room, and he's just fiddling away. He's just naturally inclined at music. And I don't know about you, but those kind of people bother me. (laughs) You don't have to be so good. And Jesus shows the guys up by catching all this fish. In the middle of the day, when one normally doesn't catch fish. And then, then they leave the fish on the side of the lake to follow Jesus. Anytime our sacred texts share a grandiose theme or perhaps is disjointed or illogical, it is usually a sign to take a closer look. And we hear of several grandiose, disjointed, analogical themes and teachings in the Bible. Jesus certainly does many strange things, like riding triumphantly into Jerusalem on a donkey, not a grand steed, and then driving the money changers out of the sacred temple. And Jesus says strange things like, prostitutes and tax collectors and other sinners will enter heaven before the so-called religious folk? Or we hear in Matthew, whoever wishes to be great among you must be your servant. Whoever wishes to be first among you must be slave of all, like Jesus. And yes, whoever wants to be first must be last of all and servant of all. Jesus has a strange ethic. The more you give away, the more you have, it just doesn't always add up. We often hear this text as a missional text. Go out and make disciples. And although I see that message in this text, it also just seems a little bit too obvious. And I believe there is a deeper message to us and to the church. We don't see the forest for the trees. Back in my home church, back in Lubbock, Texas, where I grew up, Second Baptist Church, it was after I had moved to, to Tennessee, but they, were, they, they wanted to build a new building, they wanted to move where all the new people were moving to. And they purchased a piece of land. And everything that the church did had to do with the new property, Sermons and meetings and Bible studies, all geared at building the new church. We even had a youth event called the Mud Bowl on this property. And uh, we just cleared dirt and put lots of water on it and played in the mud. It was fantastic. But after a while, sermons and Bible studies and programming weren't very inspiring, and people actually stopped coming on Sundays. And when people stopped coming on Sundays, well, the offering went down, and the church never got built. And about this time is when I did go off to college in Nashville, and a few years later I was talking to a friend that I went to church with there, and I asked about Second B, as we called it, and they said, the church is finally built. I said, how? Well, we stopped worrying about building the new church and focused on doing church. And, well, the people came back, and with the people came money, and that was raised. And, well, now we have a new church building. Too often, our t- at times, our churches run like the grease factory Wanting to get people in the doors so that they can feed the grease machine. Treating faithful Christians as commodities that go to pay the building note or the light bill or the minister. I think I've shared this analogy of the grease factory. It's a grease factory and all it does is produce grease. And someone one day is walking through and they ask, What do you use all this grease for? And they said, oh, well, we need the grease to keep the grease factory working. We leave the church to be about self-preservation instead of living out Jesus' teachings in the world. And the church, in many ways, is a business. But the business of the church should always be the conduit for the larger and more important things like living out our faith. And we can get so caught up with the business of church, of what we think needs to happen, that we forget what really matters. And we forget to be and do church. And this doesn't just happen with the church. It, of course, happens in our lives. And we get so stressed and annoyed and overworked that we forget what really matters. And we know what really matters. We know what it means to be fully alive. Jesus doesn't say, follow me. Instead, Jesus says, do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching people. Literally, he says, you will be catching alive people. But the deeper meaning... The meaning below the surface, the meaning we are called to do in Christian community known as 7th Street Christian Church, the meaning that restores our courage, that gives us what we need to leave everything behind to follow is this. You will be captivating people with life. You will be reviving them. You will be restoring them to life and strength catching them alive and pouring even more life into them. And we realize if we are restoring others to life and strength, then it must be that we will be filled with life too. So in all we do in our daily lives, and all that we currently do and pray to do and have vision to do here at 7th Street Christian Church, let us remember the one whose life calls and inspires the work that we are called to. The inviting Jesus, the captivating Jesus, the one who wants to heal our broken hearts and bind up our wounds, who is longing to welcome us to his table who is ready right now to restore our sight and release us from captivity and teach us to walk and restore us to a new and better life. And so we do it. We drop the nets and we follow. Thanks be to God. Did you feel called to drop your nets and follow Jesus and join us in ministry at 7th Street Christian Church, we invite you to come forward during our hymn of commitment as we join our voices and sing softly and tenderly, found on page 340. Please stand if you are able. You may be seated. As we enter into prayer, I let us lift up those who are listed in our prayer request. As well as those who are listed but needing additional prayers. Let us keep in prayers Donna Browning and Thad Crump. Let us also pray, for lack of a better word, for Virginia and the power struggles. For the challenges that our leadership is facing, for the real sin of racism and sexual violence that permeates so many lives. This week, I've been struggling with my other colleagues to process these events that have taken place. And there are no easy answers. And so instead of seeking easy answers, I encourage us to hold the tension And to hold the pain. To continue to seek and to work and to pray. I would also like us to lift up um, our new regional minister of Virginia that has just recently been elected, Bill Spangle Dunning. Um, I forgot what region he's coming from actually, but he's been a regional minister and he's just been newly elected and that was announced yesterday. So we hold him and uh, his family in our prayers as they make their journey to Virginia in the upcoming months. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. I'm also sharing... uh, prayer that was written, a common prayer from uh, a Native American tradition. Grandfather, look at our brokenness. We know that in all creation, only the human family has strayed from the sacred way. We know that we are the ones who are divided and we are the ones who must come back together to walk the sacred way. Grandfather, sacred one, teach us love, compassion, and honor that we may heal the earth And heal each other. Amen. God calls us to give as we have received. To respond to God's grace. So let us generously express our gratitude for God's goodness in our lives. pray. God, who calls us to participate in your vision of justice for our world, let these offerings become our response, where all are fed, and all people are safe, and all your people are housed, and all your people are educated, and all people know your love. In Christ's name, amen. One of our members most of us know well, Steve Sanderford, posted a picture a couple days ago of his daughter Lucy hanging out on Steve's dad's deck in Chattanooga, Tennessee. It is a picture of the back of her head sitting in a chair, relaxing as she looks out over the rolling hills and mountains watching the sunset he writes in his caption of the picture lucy and amon made it to chattanooga sunset at my dad's house miss dad glad they are there for those who may not know steve's dad passed away a handful of months ago And Lucy and her new husband, Amon, are on a cross-country trip out west. The marriage itself, a long journey in the making, as they have waited for the appropriate paperwork to be legally married. The image and caption caught my attention. And I held for a moment the idea of Lucy introducing Amon to this special place and sharing stories of the family, of Steve missing his father and seeing his daughter continue to share in this sacred space. What a gift. What communion of memories, of saints, of love. This picture and all the meaning that it held reminded me immediately of this table and its story and this practice of communion. A communion of memories, of saints, and love. So as you come to the table this day, I encourage you to think about all those special moments of communion in your life from Christ's table and the everyday tables and moments of communion that permeate our lives. May you know the gift. Let us share in song as we sing verses 1 and 3 of hymn number 452. We gather around this table remembering the story that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, This bread is like my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, after supper, Jesus took the cup and blessed it and gave it to them and said, The wine in this cup is like the blood in my veins poured out to give you new life. Do this in remembrance of me let us pray
3: dear god it is good that this first day of this new week we are here in your house praising you and remembering your son jesus Christ's sacrifice on the cross which was for our salvation lord bless this bread the symbol of Jesus' broken body and each of us here today so that we can know and feel that you are with us and know how we can let you truly be the guide for our lives god you know everything make us realize that consist continuously so we can feel the peace of your presence in our hearts minds and souls as we battle the challenges of this life and travel on the path to heaven heavenly father in the name of jesus christ your son our savior we pray amen
1: gracious god We come as a community of faith this morning, seeking to live more like Jesus the Christ. Help us to learn the lessons this table of remembrance has for us. Obedience to your will, concern for others, going through the dark moments in life knowing that there will be a brighter tomorrow. Lead us and guide us as individuals and as a group dedicated to learning and applying these lessons of love and sacrifice to the life of our church and to our own lives. We partake in the cup of salvation as a symbol of our dedication to you and a recognition of your love for us expressed in so many ways. We offer this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: The cup of life let us pray friends the call of God like God's own grace is new every day and we give thanks for this meal that gives us the courage to move forward with eyes and ears and hearts open to the work of God in our world. We draw on the courage to create with God a just world for all. We pray this in the name of Jesus who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Well, we have a fun closing hymn today. So if you need to grab an instrument, I encourage you to do so. But let us stand as you are able and sing our closing hymn. I have decided to follow Jesus on 344. right. Y'all sounded pretty good. (laughs) Thank you, Graham. Receive this benediction. Here we are, O Holy One. Send us into your world to do your justice. Witness to your vision of grace and follow you with courage into your transforming reign. Amen.